0: Hey, everybody,
1: welcome to the Rock Pile Talk Pile, the official podcast of the Colorado Rockies subreddit. I'm
0: Zach.
2: And I'm John, Foster 15
0: And I'm Jack, um, user slash Hunter Bubble. And I'm Johnny, the 3Js.
1: So the 3Js and Zach are trying to figure out. What to do with the most recent games the Rockies have played? Um, speaking of jacks, let's talk about Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story real quick.
2: Is it because that they hit jacks tonight?
1: Exactly
0: because they hit jacks. Nolan Big hit jacks.
2: two. Nolan hit two.
0: Yeah, he he did just now actually, as we we're recording. Oh, the, did he? Oh, like moments ago. Another one.
3: What's the score now? Do we have double tacos
1: yet? Uh, It's
0: 11 of four.
1: See, that's the ERA that we were supposed to be like in tune with. The whole Brewers series so far has been like, oh, my God, the Brewers ERA has been like one of the worst in in baseball. And then we made them look amazing.
2: Yeah. Does it feel like the Brewers are the new Diamondbacks where no matter if they're good or bad, we're just going to suck first them?
0: I mean, yeah, we made Zach Davies (laughs) look like an ace the other night. So that was fun. To be fair, to
3: be fair, Zach Davies has been really good this year. Hmm.
1: He's also like. What did you guys height. expect? What did you expect from the Brewers series, Johnny?
0: Um, you know, after getting completely owned in the NLDS, I wasn't expecting much. Um, I the Brewers were not playing incredible baseball going into this series, <clears throat> um, and with Yelich going on the DL the day before they arrived in Milwaukee, it seemed like this could be a series that they could win. Uh, with it uh, with it being a four game series, but uh, it's looking like at best it's going to be a split now. Um, but you know, overall it could be salvaged if they win again tomorrow.
1: Jack, any strong feelings about you know John Graver vs. Jesus Aguilar tomorrow
0: versus Jesus
3: Aguilar?
1: Yeah, I don't know what to you um, about Jesus Aguilar. I,
3: I have I have good feelings about that right-hander versus right-hander. I mean, when he took, what, Tyler Anderson yard, you were like, okay, you know, duh. But mm-hmm. well, John Gray has been pretty good. I don't know. I feel good about it. Do
1: you have any guesses? I feel good
3: about John Gray in general.
1: Yeah. yeah. Any quick Six guesses innings. about Tyler Anderson's uh, home runs per nine while we're talking about Tyler Anderson? Is it over or under 25? <laughs> <laughs> I... T- that's really facetious. That's really facetious. But
2: you have to, like, look it up to make sure I'm not wrong, though.
1: <laughs> Shut up, John. <laughs> no, no, no. Give me a real guess.
2: Ugh, fine. I'm going to go. Home run per nine? I'm going to go two and a half.
3: I got to go three. I think it's higher.
1: Three yeah, point. F- f- I think it's three. I think three it's 3.4. Wow. That's the yikes. So, um,. The, uh, Major
3: League average is about one, by the way. Right. Is That's it, though? <laughs> oh, it might be higher now. I These days. I,
1: I thought it was one. With Bellinger.
3: Yeah,
2: Bellinger yeah. and Yelich single-handedly are raising that.
1: <laughs> so how are we feeling about this road trip? I mean, we lost two in Bre- against the Brewers. We won one today. Um, you guys think, John, you think we can uh, win the Gray start tomorrow?
2: Uh, I do, just because I think... They'll probably hit Eric Thames instead of Jesus Aguilar, so that'll be nice. Um, like Johnny mentioned, no Yelich, so that'll be helpful. Yep. And Lorenzo Kane has not looked like Lorenzo Kane yet. I'm sure he will eventually, but not yet. So, And then Moustakis is always going to be scary. I will, am almost willing to guarantee John Gray gives up a home run to uh, Moustakis tomorrow, but well, that's it.
0: Well, it's like that. how many com- how Later. many consecutive games has it been that he's given up a home run? Now was he like
1: was fifteen. Yeah, it was, was his it was
0: his last start where he finally broke the trend, right? Finally, yeah. So that's not very encouraging. But John Gray has been great this year, and there's yeah. you know if he if he can pitch that inside fastball and get righties to back off the plate, that really just sets up like all of his breaking pitches, and that his slider at times has just been amazing this year. So
1: I agree. We. We did a pretty heavy uh, starting pitcher pod, I think either last pod or two pods ago. Um, but um, I think the thing that was worrying a lot of us um, was the Jeff Hoffman um, option. I'm going to let Jack talk about this and then Johnny get his two cents in. Oh, man.
3: What's there to worry about for Jeff Hoffman?
1: Well, the, That's my question. The option. He came up for one game. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Um, I think he's probably going to get a chance. Um I don't know what it is with Tyler. Apparently it's been a little bit of his mechanics, um, but I think he's got one more start in him before Bud Black is like, all right, either another Phantom DL trip or um, maybe an option because Tyler Anderson does have an option and doesn't have the service time to decline it uh, or to decline the assignment to AAA. So that could be done. Um, And Jeff Hoffman had a really good start in Albuquerque. I'd like to see um, more of him. Um, and I don't think, you know, obviously they use the option for, you know, to bring him up. Uh, but I don't think that's the last time they bring him up this year at
1: right. all. Johnny had an opinion about the uh, the one game about Jeff Hoffman.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't understand why someone who you would, someone who you acquired in the Tulo deal, which was in 2014, I believe, right? So fifteen, fifteen. So it's been it's been four years that you've been holding on to this guy, watching him develop throughout the minors, and you know you've been using you used him sparingly in the majors last year and to bad results, and now you he comes back with great stuff and a lot of excitement around him in spring training, and it, you bring him up for the one game, and for the most part, besides the, the the late home run he gave up, it was like a very competitive start. He had a, a I, I forget exactly how many strikeouts he had, but there were some strikeouts in there. There was also some walks. But it was it was what you, what you want from your fifth starter who just came up from AAA a day earlier. Um, so I just I, I just really don't see any logic in just like immediately sending him back to Albuquerque and then having him shove the next the very next start he makes in in AAA. I just feel like with you you should have kind of done things in reverse. I feel like they should have sent Anderson to AAA to kind of work things out like they did with John Gray last year early in the season and instead they did it with Hoffman, who actually has you know a, a lot of potential this season, I think.
1: What I didn't get about it is you bring him up for one game and you send him back down, and there's this thing called the bullpen. And right. <laughs> did you guys see the the Brewers game today? Yeah. Well, yeah, they used hashtag the opener. I mean, it didn't quite work, but it didn't fail. I mean, he wasn't the one who it, gave it up did. a
2: bunch of runs. He gave up three, but he didn't give yeah. up 11.
1: Yeah, who's that guy Nolan. who used to be a starter? What'd you say? Was that guy who used to be a starter, John? That one guy who's in the bullpen now?
2: Chadwick
1: Bettis. Chadwick Bettis. <laughs> Chadwick. Oh. Good, good old mean, Chadwick. Chadwick? I, don't know. I thought you were making like, a John Wick joke out. or something. But anyway, Chad Bettis, I mean, you could have had, like, what, two innings by Chad Bettis and then another couple innings by somebody else, uh, like Muskrat or something. And. Instead, we just wasted a Hoffman option.
3: I don't know if the—well, it's by year, right? Yes. So he, he'll he be back again, and you don't—you know, that's not the only option. Okay. Yeah, you um, were going to waste uh, that option
2: anyways because he started in AAA unless you were going to keep him in AAA all year long, which was not right. going to
3: happen. Oh, okay. So yeah, The only time you don't exhaust that option is if you keep them
1: in the majors the whole year, I believe.
3: Yeah. That's why Tyler Anderson has an option left.
1: Okay, so we're pins actually pins. okay. Yeah. If we wanted to switch Tyler Anderson Jeff Hoffman out.
0: Yeah, I mean look But still like on principle I wish it was Anderson instead of Hoffman.
2: Well and like Jack said, he thinks Tyler has one more start in him, and like Johnny mentioned, we sent John Gray down last year. We yeah. waited until John with almost almost the all star break to send him down, and I think part of that may have been because his peripherals were really good. Tyler's yep. peripherals are
1: not really good. So right.
3: Well, John's ERA was never in the double digits. It was
1: close. <laughs> it got close. Then. What do you guys think about the Sunday start with Tyler Anderson? I mean, nine strikeouts, right? Yes. Yeah, but oh
0: yeah. But so, we how, many, three, walks, how many walks? How many walks were in that outing too, though? Four. Okay. Four. It felt like all of them were leadoffs too. So, <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was just so shaky. Start the year. And like I mentioned this in and Zach with the last pod that got lost by the way. Um this is a guy that started in the playoffs game 2 for you, right? Like I believe it was game 2. This is a guy who went out there and like was pretty competitive for like 5 to 6 innings against a really good Brewers lineup in their stadium. So like he's definitely had success before. It's just like inconsistency, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally.
1: It would be interesting if we actually had like you know a fourth game versus the Brewers cuz we played two games versus Brewers yeah. so far this year and we lost the first two and the third game we did great in so if we maybe would have started Kyle Freeland and, yeah. yeah, I don't think it would have mattered our offense it, it just was, I was, there, it was
0: a, a snowy horrible day and we were already down 2-0 and nobody could hit So
1: speaking of nobody can hit um, we can kind of hit sometimes but not all the time um, what are you guys feelings about the Rockies offense's current moment Jack
3: <laughs> good In a really good place. We got tacos like four days in a row. Um, We got Miller parked. I mean, we just always play garbage there. Um, And then tonight we put up 11. I think it's in a good place right now. Got a lot of good guys um, that are back to producing. Charlie, Nolan, Trevor, Tapia. Um,
0: David Dahl? Yeah, it's in a good place. Can I ask a question? How do you feel about the offense if David Dahl gets hurt tomorrow? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Fine. Fine. I mean...
3: I, I'm, uh, David Dahl is in the process of cooling off. Um, yep. so, I mean, he's still probably hitting what 300 in his last five games, but now that everyone else is back to hitting, um, at least Nolan, Trevor, those kind of guys, it's not as problematic as it was with the, when we were facing the Braves at Coors where it was like, we yeah. literally could not hit.
1: Yeah. It's an interesting, like the, the Braves series, we actually were kind of hitting on the road you know and then we couldn't hit versus the brewers cuz we don't like domes um but we were we were thinking about like you always have the coors hangover and that'll always make it harder to hit on the road and the rockies were always going to lose like one of those games on the road because of that probably um but they're really really bad on the road i mean we always know they're bad but they are 30th in winning runs created plus away with 58 dead last I mean, I think not-
2: part of that might be because of the injuries we sustained earlier in the year. and Charlie Blackman was really struggling at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. Um, I don't know. The Like you said, Coors hang- hangover is always going to be a problem. But Daniel Murphy was not there for – has not acclimated yet. And I feel like Daniel Murphy is one of those people that will be fine with the Coors hangover. Toppy seems to be all right with it somehow because he'll yep. just swing at anything. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Toppy's uh, swinging at everything? At anything? Yeah, please do. Oh, okay. Let's let's go to some um, some O swing. One of the things that makes a good team is not swinging at things outside of the zone. But make Mike. And it's what makes Mike. Trout I'm not going to like Trout. this. No, I mean, who do you think leads the team in O swing? David oh, Dahl. Yeah.
0: David Dahl, forty point seven percent. Yeah, like his K rate right now is above thirty percent. So. I mean, for, for a guy like him, that's okay. Like, you know, he's gonna hit a lot of home runs. He's gonna hit the ball hard when he does make contact, but I mean mm-hmm. you would like to see those numbers go down, definitely. I have a question. Go for it.
3: How many of those homer or how many of those balls outside the zone has he hit for a homer? I can like literally off of the top of my head, I can count two this yep. year.
0: Perhaps he's got the power. Like off Bueller, yeah. that pitch that was ninety seven up and in, and he just smoked it into yeah. right field. Yeah. That was insane. We're still He's watching. Like, the, he
3: reminds me of Eddie Rosario in that respect. Just a lefty who can hit the,
0: up the in. ball at the letters. Yeah. yeah. No, he he really likes that pitch. And when the weird contact. thing about
1: David Dahl still is the case of the Babip that never dies.
3: Just don't mention it. Every time you mention it.
1: Oh, what are we talking about? 462? What? What are you talking about? I don't know. Yeah. No. He ran Definitely a high Babip
2: thing. in 2016 when he was up all year long, too. Mm hmm
1: problem i have with o-swings is that it means you're not gonna get a lot of walks and you got to get some walks if you're gonna be able to get good at bats um john who's our walk percentage leader is it
2: ryan mcmahon i feel like it's ryan
1: mcmahon no gotta be tony the guy in the spring training he said he was never gonna walk is it mark reynolds it's mark reynolds <laughs> at 15 <laughs>
2: that's some crap
1: that's <laughs> some crap what the but, hell mark um Anyway, basically you, all the team is under ten percent besides it, to, Tony Walters, Daniel Murphy, Ryan McMahon.
2: I mean, oh. Daniel Murphy walks a decent amount, but he doesn't strike out a lot. At least that was his mo for his entire career so far. So,
1: yeah, his walk to K I think was two point five. Um, but otherwise, nobody else can walk. I feel like
2: Nolan's getting pretty good at the, the K per nine just or K. Per, per walk just because he's not striking out as much
0: I mean Nolan's road numbers overall this year are pretty good like he's he's been pretty consistent not a lot he, of case
1: he actually hasn't been as good as he should be though yeah no he definitely looked, not he's still not actually heat up I mean he hit five home runs in the road but he's still like not overall that great he's at 95 weight runs created plus right now
3: yeah alright no, nobody yell at me okay is Nolan in a decline no <laughs> no
1: not okay, yeah, okay, great. He's got two fifty Babbitt. Two fifty Babip. Yeah.
2: Now you've got power does not decline as quickly oh. as other skills
0: do. So and like Nolan's twenty mm-hmm. Yeah. Nolan's twenty-eight years old, too, is the other thing. It's happened. Right. Jason Hayward. Jason, Jason Ward. Hayward.
3: Okay, let's not talk about
2: Jason
1: Hayward. But Now he's Hayward coming back. He Jason, Jason Ward. Uh, <laughs> uh, never mind. I, I didn't even mention it. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, anyways. Anybody else? Walk per <laughs> K. You got Dale Murphy at two point five. And the next highest is 0.82 in Nolan Arenado and Tony Walters is 0.8. Everybody else is about 0.5 or less.
2: I mean, I really think this is part of the developmental process for the Rockies. Can you name a prospect that's currently in the minors right now, besides Grant Levine, who takes walks? Can you name any guy who's come up in the last four years who is known for taking walks?
3: I can name some guys who give up walks. Yeah, exactly. Hmm? I
0: feel like Riley Pint. A, yeah, this is <laughs> an
2: organization, organizational philosophy where they no. don't teach you. No, oh,
1: No negativity
3: about Riley oh, Pint. Sorry. <laughs>
2: but um, John
1: was saying about
2: walks. Yeah, I don't think the organization teaches it because the only person who's got a good walk rate is Grant Levine, who's 18 years old and brand new to the organization. He didn't get. Does he have a
3: that. 19% walk rate? Yeah, he not He didn't get taught that. He just does that on his own.
0: Is Graham Levine the, the kid Pete from like so, uh, New Hampshire, Connecticut, yes. or something? Okay. All right, yeah, Yeah. So,
2: Hashtag
1: next Pete So
2: Yeah. I think it's just an organizational thing. I don't think they care about you taking walks. And they obviously don't care wear strikeouts.
1: Mm-hmm. So we don't walk a lot. Um, but the person who has been walking a little bit more has been Ryan McMahon. Um, Jack, any thoughts on Ryan McMahon? Um, I think he's been
3: low key, a little bit disappointing so far. Um, He's made the plays, uh, a lot of good plays at second, but the batting average is not where it's supposed to be. The under-the-hood numbers aren't telling us um, that there's a breakout coming anytime soon. But the, the the best, most surprising thing has honestly been the lock rate because um, he has never really done that in the minors. Um, it's kind of showing that he's maturing as a hitter, I mean, which I like. He's
2: got an above-average hard hit percentage, which is good. 68th percentile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just the launch angle is a little too low.
3: Yeah,
0: I mean. Oh, but- yeah,
3: sorry. 52% ground ball rate um, is also higher than what he had in the miners. I think that will probably um, return more towards the 45% I think it's supposed to be. Well,
1: here's the peripherals that I got. about 2018, his exit velocity was 88.9. He's up to 90.2. It's not a great change, but there's something. But his launch angle is up three
0: degrees from 7.1 to 10.1.
2: Yeah, and if and you like, just get up to, like, 14%. Just get up to 14
0: I just think it's important to acknowledge though, like, we are watching the development of, like, a defensive power hitter that plays second base and how rare that is. Like, there's not... Like, DJ LeMay, we were kind of spoiled with DJ and the fact that he did that so consistently for years and played amazing defense with, like, good, de- good to decent road numbers. But, like, Ryan McMahon could really be a DJ 2.0 with more power. And this is his first time getting a real shot, so... I mean, yeah, it has been disappointing. He is a two hundred and twenty hitter right now, but like, uh, people kind of have to pump the brakes on. Like, I, I actually saw on Twitter the other day, like the Ryan McMahon is a bust take, and I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, what? What am I looking at?
3: Too soon. Yeah.
0: So I, I don't know. People, people on Twitter will continue to be stupid, but he's he's a really good player. He has high draft draft pedigree. He was supposed to, he was like a quarterback in high school for his football team. Like the guy's an athlete. He's really good on defense mm-hmm. and. He he could really be DJ 2.0 for them, I think. And
1: Garrett Hampson is not really presenting himself. Yeah, that's the other thing. Mm, Exit
3: velocity of, like, 81. (laughs)
1: That's bad. That's bad. You know who else is a bad exit velocity? Literally everybody. Literally everybody. But, um... Not named Trevor. Some guy named Desmond, Desmond, right? Oh, man. We were were talking about Ian Desmond for a second because we have to talk about Ian Desmond because he's Ian Desmond. Um... And he did hit a home run off of Josh Hader in the ninth inning last night. You know? Pretty rare. You got to give him that.
0: What's a, what's Josh Hader's numbers early in the season? They haven't really been great, right? They're freaking good. Really? I, thought the, I, I was watching the Brewers broadcast the last NBA night. They said
1: not as good, but it's
0: disgusting.
1: K-percentage. Yeah. It's yeah. Just disgusting.
0: Right. And that's K's above everything when it comes to the bullpen, really. Mm-hmm.
3: It's literally like 55%. It's yeah.
0: disgusting. It is unreal. So. I just can't believe a guy like that throws that hard, you know? He's like he, crazy. Yeah. Some Ian
1: Desmond facts. Um, he has had a launch angle of zero in 2017 and 2018.
2: This year it's at 11.6. Mm, that's good.
1: It's His uh, barrel percentage in 2017 was 2.7, 2018, 7. 2019, 13.4.
2: Do you think this is a concerted effort by Ian Desmond or just pure luck?
1: I think he's, um, he's got to be trying something. I read the athletic article. That's what I was referencing, um, yes.
3: Okay. Um, so they talk about it. Um, and they don't honestly give a ton of numbers on it. But what Ian Desmond says is like, when you're struggling and you're timid, you're like letting the ball get too far in the zone, which leads to more opposite field hits without a lot of power. It leads to a lot of ground outs. Um, But he's like, now when I'm confident and I know I'm getting good swings off, then you can get early, you get a little bit more. I think his phrase is pull happy. Um, I think he's in a better place. Obviously, the results aren't there, and I don't even know if the expected weighted on base average or anything is really all that high. So, who knows if it's working?
2: No, but it sounds like he's making a concerted effort to swing earlier, which is going to up his launch angle and up his barrel percentage, which as zach pointed out are both up
1: well I mean, so ian desmond looks a little bit better any guesses um about how he does versus rymel tapia versus left-handed pitchers uh,
2: is it the same i'm gonna guess it's the same
1: it's pretty much the same you know ian desmond yeah. has a 98 way runs created plus against left-handed pitchers and tapia's at 90 um the big difference, though, is that Ian Desmond strikes out at 14.7% of the time versus lefties, whereas Rymel Tapia strikes out 44.4% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my Rymel Tapia, right? Strikes <laughs> Strikeouts so for days. And Tops' BAB is about, like 375, so. Look at that but 294
2: ISO, though.
0: Mm. Like I talked on this, uh, I talked about this on the last podcast with Zach. But like, I feel like people really jumped the gun on Topia when when he had that series against the Phillies and he had a couple hits every for like two games in a row, and people got all excited. It's like, yeah, the guy is a, this is really his last year to prove it in a lot of ways, but I, I don't know. It's. It, So the lefty stat is concerning to me for sure. And we don't, like Zach brought this up, we don't have an entire season to let him develop and figure out left-handed pitching. Um, So
1: so there's left-handers and there are right-handers. So if you're a right-handed batter, you should hit better against a left-hander and vice versa, correct? Sure. Correct. We're going to play a game called How Low Can You Go? John... How low is Ian Desmond's way runs created plus versus right-handed pitchers in twenty nineteen with sixty-four plate appearances? Forty one. Jack.
3: Oh
0: my god. Uh I gotta guess sixty. John. I'm putting in at uh forty five. Keep going.
1: I, I, John. Was, I was I would just well, like to it's point out lower than all of them. I would just like John, to point out I was the we're low just gonna man. keep. we're just gonna keep we're just keep going lower. Twenty two. What's your guess? Twenty two. Jack, what's your guess?
3: Well, I guess I have to guess or ten.
1: Johnny, what's your guess? Nine? Is it nine? Nine. Wow. Ian Desmond has a weighted runs created plus of nine against righties in 2019.
2: So what you're saying is, is he should never be in the lineup versus a right-handed pitcher
1: ever? He legitimately should never face a right-handed pitcher in his lifetime again.
2: <laughs> D- yes. <laughs> wow. But. I thought I was being what? rude doing 4
0: <laughs> No,
1: no. Like, he's literally 91% worse. You gain 90% by not having Ian Desmond in the lineup versus righty. Oof.
3: That's depressing. That's bad. How much is he just, making
0: this year? I forgot. I think 15. it's like 16. Uh, 15. 15. It's 15. It's okay, guys.
2: So Do you guys think only, you could settle for that? It's only 15 next year and then 8 the year after that. So, like, mm-hmm. it's like the light at the end of the tunnel is almost there. Almost there.
1: And he also, we did a quick check, his high leverage situation stats actually aren't that good. He's at like 60 or 70 where he graded plus in high leverage situation in the last two years. And we used But is that better than his overall? <laughs> there, is, there is absolutely no defense for Ian Desmond to ever hit a right-handed pitcher again.
2: Ever. Never ever. do it.
1: Unless he's specifically coming off the bench to bunch for like a pitcher or something who can't bunt in the one case and john would probably hate it because yeah like maybe
0: game seven of the world series you pinch hit him against a variety if you have no one left on your bench but i i I honestly would like drew butera in that spot more than i want ian desmond against a righty man i'm not gonna lie Drew guys on the world series roster i would have an issue with that hey man he caught the last out for wade davis did you know that i did drew goodman won't let you forget it He, he did a thing once. He did a home run last year, right? He did. yeah. In so, a blowout. So yeah, amazing. it was that game we on. scored like a billion runs against the Diamondbacks at home. Phillies. The Phillies?
3: Yeah. I was at that game. Ugh. It was brutal. That's right. You, when the Phillies gave up.
1: Butero yeah. has 17 plate appearances a year and a 37 weighted runs created plus. Not
3: great, bud. Not
1: great. Yeah. Um, we did a quick um, mention about Dom Nunez. You guys heard about Dom Nunez and Dom Nunez stuff? I feel like Jack's the leader of his fan club right now.
3: Hello, <laughs> hello. How? What? What can I uh, inform you about? Uh, tell me Dom about Dom Núñez's
1: Nunez. double uh, A numbers versus triple A numbers in the last couple of years.
3: Um, they are massive. Um, I would have to pull them up specifically, but the last time I checked, Dom Núñez had a slugging percentage of over 800. Um, he's never really been, um, like. Was he ever a good prospect? Yeah, he got the, he, at got,
2: point he got in time? some prospect love in
1: twenty six or twenty seventeen. How old is he? Okay, he's twenty four, and he I think he was a twenty seventh um person. Bring him up, Over yeah. like thirty. But let's talk. All right, I got some numbers. You got the numbers, Jack. You want to go for it? I got some numbers. Go Here for we it. go.
3: Seventeen point five percent walk rate, and it Ooh. has always been high. I will I will be that clear. Mm. It has always been around twelve percent, but the numbers are. 311 average, 456 on base percentage, 711 slugging for us, so 178 WRSA. You can Coors all you want about Albuquerque, but those are some monster numbers we haven't seen. And It's all on a 310 BABIP, so it's like, is this coming back down to earth? I don't know. He doesn't really strike out a ton. So um, I like him. Um, he's apparently got pretty good defensive chops, and the only question was really like, is his bat there? And right now he's showing the Rockies, hey— I can swing it a little bit, and I don't have um, questions about my hit tool like Tom Murphy and questions about my defense like also Tom Murphy. Hey, how about you look hey, um, us up terror. with those uh, 2017
2: 2018 numbers just for reference?
3: Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, in uh, 2018 <laughs> AA, Put some water he hit 222 with an on base percentage of 320 with a slugging of 343. Now, back before that in 2017, he hit 202. Uh, 350 or 335 on base percentage, 350 song. So basically, he has turned himself into an absolute monster. We don't know what happened. All we're seeing is the end result, and I am madly in love and... Who is Drew Butera? Can roids make here. you walk? Get him more? out of here. Get
1: get Ayaneta out of here.
0: Is there like a medication to make like, you like walk? More? You said you said the two magic words for me. You, you said his walk percentage, and then you said he was good on defense, and I was immediately down to call him up, like right now, like tomorrow, yesterday, call him up because that's basically what Tony Walters is doing for you, and he's your best catcher. So I was just like, yeah, Dom why is, is Drew not, Butera
2: still taking at bats? Dom is not on the forty man. We left him unprotected in the Rule Five draft and was not picked. So, mm. so uh, <laughs> you'd have to DFA somebody to put him on the roster.
1: Dutera is the perfect fit for that. <laughs> um, some quick notes. Uh, I'll say
0: this.
3: You got to get rid of Ionetta, man. Go, if you're getting rid of a catcher Ionetta, the dude's toast. Yeah. I, I'd rather give a young guy a shot. He on the defensive
1: Kyle. front, Purple Rose c- says, Nunez has everything you'd want in a up. Well above average receiving more than enough arm to control the running game. Um, he with soft hands and more quickness than most catchers, Nunez has steadily improved into a solid receiver. His arm strength in the match and has gotten better with his transfer and accuracy. He impresses with his leadership skills as well, and there's no doubt that he'll be able to catch at the big league level.
2: There's a lot of doubt. Oh, my see, God. There's a lot see, of let Let's pump let's the brakes here. Let's not forget he hit 202 2 years ago. Let's relax a little bit on Dom Nunez.
1: I'm the pessimist here, John. Come on. Look, I am... I am
3: Team Dom Nunez, and I'm going to sue you for that. It has to be better. <laughs> what? It has to be I better. I mean, okay, you got to – well, I, I don't think you need to call him up right now. I think you should probably wait like a couple of months, be like, is this real? Is what's happening real right now? Because if he continues to hit like 300 and slug – okay, 700 is a little ridiculous. I'll accept a cool 660. If he can slug 660 – I'm just
1: kidding. If you're um, – what do but you have if
3: to If he lose? can maintain kind of an up uh, an above average hit –
1: we are losing games right now because Drew Butera. are well, not losing. We are losing at bats because of Drew Butera. Yes. And if Dom Nunez is not even on the forty, you know, you probably have could you could make something of that.
2: Look, I'm just saying. There's a reason why he was one unprotected on the rule five and two not picked on the rule five. You're unbelievable. Wait, but we're gonna we're gonna
1: give uh, what Jan a chance. Um, Daza
2: Jan, Okay. Jonathan is was oh, you know, pushed okay. up too early. He's okay. DJ. Le- he's the center field version oh, of DJ. Totally Le- not here. the same oh. thing. Well, I remember. Let's, let's... I remember like two months
0: ago when people were saying Josh Fuentes was like two years away from a major league roster, and then I was at Coors Field one night and I saw him in right field. So like a lot of things can change, you know.
1: <laughs> the management's got some interesting ideas about um, people and things. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, we. I don't really feel like talking about the starting pitch anymore. Um, the bullpen's going to do what it's going to do. Brian Shaw's been still somehow good. Mike Dunn's still Mike Dunn. And everybody's got a walk rate over 10%, basically.
3: So does Brendan Rogers. When are we calling him up? To well. pitch? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, let's...
1: <laughs> um, Let's take a quick break, and then we'll do a really quick segment on the D-backs um, upcoming series. Sound good?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Welcome back to the Rockpile Pile. We're going to preview the upcoming D-back series, which is kind of important because even though the Rocks have been playing good baseball, we are in fourth place in the West. Super weird. And right above us are the Padres and the D-backs. Um, Jack, do you want to tell us about our probable starters and we'll see where we go from there?
3: Um, it's It starts with Tyler. Who's that for that?
1: We think we got Tyler. And then Kyle, and, then Erman.
0: Yeah, versus...
2: Robbie mm-hmm. Ray, Luke Weaver, Zach Greinke.
0: Other way, yeah, Luke Weaver, then Robbie Ray, and Zach Greinke.
3: Well, either way. It's a it's a tough matchup. Um, we don't know if Kyle... What? Because Kyle did not have a good start a couple nights ago. It's going to be tough. He's fine. Luke Weaver has been good so far this year. Um, especially with the 3.33... Field independent pitching strikes out um, uh, more a lot more dudes than he has last year, walked a lot less dudes than he has last year. I think that change of scenery has done well for him. Um, Granky is still Granky. Um, Robbie Ray is has not really had a great track record against the Rockies. So, you know, he's kind of a toss up there. But it looks to be pretty competitive if uh, Freeland can get his stuff together, if Jeff Hoffman can take Tyler Anderson's spot, and Marquez can just do Marquez things.
1: John, how do you feel about the Diamondbacks pitching? Uh, so I'm
2: unlike Jack. I like Luke Weaver. I feel like he's a year away from being really good, uh, but not this year. He'll be fine. I said good things about him. Uh, you know you don't like him though. You dare? <laughs> uh, I'm really. I've never been a huge Robbie Ray guy. Even when he had that good 2017 season, I didn't believe it for a second. He struggled last year. So far this year, he's been mediocre. I don't think he's a good pitcher. And Zach Greinke is, you know still, still really
0: freaking good how old is that grinky 36 36 like are you serious yep. he's 36 years old mm-hmm. and he mashes <clears throat> and there's like what four years on that contract three years on that contract three years 105 million wow he's
1: earning it um, yeah he has
0: he has to be fair
1: why are the d-backs good this year johnny any ideas
0: uh, Eduardo Escobar is playing out of his mind. David Peralta is David Peralta, and Adam Jones is hitting a cool 280 with some power like he's done for like the last eight seasons in Major League Baseball. So I, I, could, I could think of a team that could use a veteran outfielder that hits for occasional power and average, but I don't, I don't know. Mm. Um, and especially at the cool price tag of $3 million, it seems like that could have been something that that particular team could have needed maybe, but... You know the Diamondbacks are—they're playing better than they have than they're expected to.
1: King of the vague over here.
0: Yeah. I love wonder it. who
1: could have used three million dollar Adam Jones. You know what we really could have used is three and a half million dollar Greg Holland. Why?
3: He <laughs> has not allowed a run, dude. Yeah, he, has he has been just really been good. Amazing. He's been amazing. Strike. He's—I think the last time I checked, eight innings pitched. Wait! 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 Like three. Three walks, thirteen strikeouts.
0: Can you imagine if we extended him though, instead of instead of of of... we don't make the playoffs last year. Like you know what I'm saying. So that's true. true. That's true.
2: Forty-one point seven percent K rate for Greg Holland. Yeah, he's looked amazing this. He's looked better than he did
0: in 2017. He is a
1: half war.
0: Yes, reliever. Is he closing or like pitching the A? Yeah, he's closing. He's closing. Okay.
1: Um, Interesting. So there's some interesting things about. um, Let's see just a little bit more about starters. Um, Robbie Ray, any thoughts? Anybody? Bad.
0: No. Eh, bad. We're gonna mash him. I think. All right. So
1: let's talk about the um, Diamondbacks bullpen for a second. There's some things that seem like they should change. Um, there are, let's see, relievers. I mean, they have four. They have five. They really have. They have three relievers with a hundred percent left on base percentage. Sustainable. And they have Andrew Chafin with an 89%. And then Hirano's got a 58, basically. Oh, and Archie Bradley's 98.8%. Left-hand base yeah. percentage.
0: Archie Bradley. Well,
3: yeah. Theirs is their, their bullpen's in a really weird situation where their ERA minus is 92, but their field independent pitching minus is 111. So way worse than average uh, uh, on the kind of the under-the-hood metrics, but the results have been fine. Uh, you would kind of expect that to come back down to earth. That's
1: what we're hoping for. I mean, we got uh, Babips of Joan Lopez, 148, John Duplantier, 167, Greg Hollins, 118. Yeah, John Duplantier is weird because he's their top
2: pitching prospect, but they're having him be a bullpen arm in a non competitive year. I don't get it.
1: Do you want to know is um, ERA is XFIT minus ERA? Duplantier's? Yeah. Probably really high. 5.25. Oof. Yeah. So maybe we can do some things this series, especially the Rockies stay hot. Um, why don't we start with John? What is your prediction for the uh, Diamondback series?
2: Uh,
1: <coughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say sweep. Just Ooh. because Trevor
2: Story mashes cranky, and I feel like I have enough confidence, Erman, to shut the Diamondbacks' should-be-mediocre offense down. Um I feel like we'll crush Robbie Ray. I feel like we'll do decently well against Luke Weaver. And that's the Kyle Freeland starts so we'll be good. So, yeah, sweep.
0: Uh, Johnny. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit safer than that. <clears throat> I think that they win two games. I I just have zero faith in Anderson right now. I mean, maybe – I hope he surprises me, I think. But, I mean – just the walks and everything has just been way too much to deal with this year. I think that they win two games, but more importantly, the homestand. I I just hope I hope they do well on this homestand because it would really give them a team to a chance to jump all the other teams and get them out of fourth place and hopefully above five hundred at the end of the homestand. Okay, Jack.
3: I'm going sweep.
0: Sweep.
3: Yeah. Um, I think their offense is going to run into some problems. Um, when they hit Freeland and Marquez. Um, You know, maybe their offense is a little bit, um, you know, inflated because they've been playing teams like the Padres and the Cubs that have not had very good pitching so far. Um, So, yeah, I'm thinking sweet. I'm thinking we get a rebound from Tyler or we get a bullpen that comes in real fast like Chad Bettison throws or scoreless.
1: Yeah, I am going to say 2-1 and and the Friday game with Anderson just – just one too many runs given up. You know, it's like a 4-3 game. Something like that. Uh, John, bold prediction.
2: Uh, Tyler Anderson goes 7-3 earned. Crazy,
0: crazy. Johnny. Oh, my God. Uh, I already said it, but Rymaltopi is going to hit another inside the park home run in game three. Very specific. Jack.
3: Okay. Ryan McMahon goes 4-4 oh. for four with four extra base hits God. on... Uh, when's the When's the Robbie? No, when's the Luke Weaver start? Oh my god! Uh, uh, what the second game Friday. In
2: the series? Friday,
3: yeah. Uh, oh, Friday, yeah. Uh, Friday, he goes four for four on Friday with four extra base hits.
1: There's no off day, right? No. Nope. Yeah, so I Friday. was gonna do Rymack, but now um, Dana Murphy hits two home runs. That's probably the safest money prediction. for
2: charity, baby. That's probably the safest prediction of them all.
1: You not know. Yeah, two, he's, two home runs? Two home runs. <laughs> in you the think series? In a, in a game series. Hashtag
3: course. Like, yeah, that's like prediction. <laughs> Nolan makes a good play at third. We'll yeah,
1: see. find three home runs. <laughs> Trevor's story go. is good,
0: gonna... hot off the presses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Danny Murphy is great, but I don't know if he's going to hit the, the home runs this series for some reason, you know? All right. I never think Nolan Arenado hit five home runs in a row on the road. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I mean, I was going to go with the Ryan McMahon, like, five doubles thing, but... Way to go, Jack. Yeah, way to go, Jack. No, Sorry, no, I David think Ryan love. McMahon's
3: going to be good. Yeah,
1: how dare you. Well, me. if any of those things happen, we'll be here to talk about it. Uh, Johnny, thanks for joining us. Yeah, for thanks, sure. Johnny. Thanks for having me thanks. on. All right, we'll see you guys next week.
0: Start, purple purple. Start purple, purple. purple.